Welcome back everybody, I'm Ricky. It's time to find that nice ray of sun and cozy up some perfect games as we talk about cat games this week. Well enough of the details, let's roll the dice and get the episode started. Kitty cat, cat, cat. Kitty cats. Hi, everybody. I'm Ricky. And I'm Ashley. And like we said, we are talking about some cat games. Cat games. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Ginja Ninja for making the request. Because who doesn't love a good cat game? Um, Probably dog people. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Very but true. But they're wrong. <laughs> I mean, there's probably just as many dog-themed games. I don't really know. I I don't have any dog-themed games, actually, I don't think. I have one that I can think of off the top of my head, but just, like, thinking of like games i can i can think of several cat games and like that one dog game (laughs) i don't know i guess if you want us to look into dog games let us know but otherwise cats are better for games obviously cats because they're they're lazy and uh solid liquids yes so we we have two cats loki and agatha and Agatha is the smart one, and Loki, he's not the dumb one, but he has, like, a one-track mind, and he doesn't really care what's in the way of his goal. Like, he'll just keep going for it, because, like, he's, he's like a food monster. He will go after anything that's edible, and, like, he'll try to, like, snatch it from you if you're not careful. Like, he doesn't really care, and, uh, but he's, like, liquid if we, if we put him down he just kind of like falls out of our hands <laughs> yeah uh i have cat. one cat joey he's something <laughs> he, no he's he's super super cuddly and lovey and like loves being around us but he's also like a two-year-old <laughs> like, if he sees something that he wants, he'll stare at it for, like, two minutes straight, then try to pounce on it, and then if you try to, like, put your hand over it, or, like, try to take it away, like, he'll bet at your hand, like, be like, no, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, if you, like, go to swipe at it and you miss, he'll, like, put his paw on it to try to, like, cover it up so you mm-hmm. can't take it. <laughs> Don't you dare take it. That's really funny because because Agatha loves playing fetch. Like she will bring you her her mouse, and drop it by you, and then she'll like tap your arm to throw it, and it is just so gosh darn cute. But I swear she it does is it so cute at like the worst time. Like I'll be getting ready in the morning, and she'll be like, "Okay, it's time to play," and it's it's very like it's I love her taps. They're like very gentle. There's no claws. It's just tap tap tap. And then she'll go, hello. 
But she is very persistent. Yes, she is. <laughs> but you gotta love cats. Yeah. But her running around with that little mouse in her mouth is oh, just so cute. So cute. <laughs> All right. Well, um, getting into games, I'll talk about a super, super quick one. Yay! It is called Kitten Clash. It is two players only. It's one to two minutes. And it is designed by Alice Davis and Matt Jacobs and is published by Daily Magic Games. One to two minutes? One to two minutes. So fast. <laughs> uh, this is a game, I think we got it for free? Mm. Because we went to um, a board game convention and I bought like a really big game from them. And they're like, here, have this little game. I was like, cool. Neat. Thanks. <laughs> so uh, this is like a really, really, really fast game. But it's super simple. Um, so uh, each player will get a deck of cats. Um they're split between two different um, factions, I guess. So there's pirate kittens and there's ninja kittens. So <laughs> pirates versus ninjas. <laughs> um, so you give a deck to each player and they shuffle them up. And then um, all you have to do is lay out. So each person lays out three cards in front of them from left to right. And you just keep doing that until there's a match of two two kittens of, like, the same color. Because there's, like, in each deck there's, like, multiple colors. So there's, like, blue, green, orange, pink, white, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if, like, I had an orange card in front of me on the left and the other person laid an orange card on their right stack, so they'd be, like, on top of each, like vertical mm -hmm. then that's a match you take the first person to slap a match will take those and they'll get points and then you keep laying cards out until there's there's another match but the matches can also be like horizontally so if you like did like a green green you could slap those cards mm -hmm. and then you would get points so basically you just go until um all the cards are laid out or somebody like runs out of their deck of cards and they'll yell out and then you gather up uh, your stack of cards that you uh, slapped and you score one point for each of your own cards and two points for each of your opponent's cards that you collected mm -hmm. and then whoever has the highest score wins but since it's such a fast game um it usually doesn't take too long to run out of a deck um you could potentially do, like, the best two out of three or best three of five or something like that to, like, tally up over multiple games just because it's so fast. <laughs> but that that's Kitten Clash. Wow, okay. All right. It sounds, it sounds adorable, though. Yeah, you got little kits with little pirates and ninja costumes on. Ooh, like, so cute. That, that, how could that not be a game? <laughs> and it's so fast! So fast. 
Um, well, the first game I'm going to talk about is kind of like, uh, it's a little bit of an old favorite of mine. I, I always love kind of like bringing it out. Um, and it's called Here Kitty Kitty. <laughs> Um, and it's uh, designed by Chris McCardle Ware. Um, it's published by uh, Fireside Games. It's three to six players, and the play is about 30 minutes. I think it's one of the, the longer games that I have. Um, but here, Kitty Kitty, the... The object of the game is to uh, just collect as many cats as possible. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, so each player gets like a little like house design and all the houses are like a little bit different. Like one's kind of like your um, classic kind of cat lady house. There's another one that's like kind of more like video game themed and that the house styles don't have any like impact to the game besides they're all like different styles mm -hmm. um and then as far as the cats i love i love the little cats because you get um like a bag of white gray black and orange cats and they're all so cute and they're just so little um and those all got kind of get put into like the center of all the players um because the you're just trying to collect as many cats as possible um so there's a a deck of cards um and to start off with, you remove, like, the instant cards because nobody can start off with an instant card. Um, and then everybody gets three cards. And then the instant cards get shuffled back in. And then um, from there, you can do two actions on your turn. You can move a cat. Um, you can play a card. Or you can discard one to three cards. Um... So you do any of those two actions. And then the way the cat movement works is that they go from the neighborhood, which is like the center of the table, to your yard. And then from the yard to the porch. And then the porch to your house. Um, and once the cat's on your property, there's only certain cards that can move it off of the property. And kind of when it's in the house, I think there's only one card that can get cats out of the house. But there's multiple cards that can get cats out of the yard. And then a few less cards to get cats off the porch. Because um, you're trying to get as many cats as possible. And if you could only move one cat one of those spaces, you can technically move one cat two spaces on a turn. So if it's like starting off in the neighborhood, the fastest you can get one cat is to your porch in one turn. Mm -hmm. um, and then based on where the cat is on your property is how many points it's worth as well. Um, so you get like five points if they're in the house and three points in the porch, no points in the yard. And then you get more points based on like the the types of cats that you have like if they're all the same color um or if you have like one of each and that sort of thing mm -hmm. and um 
you only get a hand limit of three cards. Okay. But otherwise, that's that's kind of the game is you're you're playing cards that let you do certain things, um, letting you maybe like move a cat more, like steal a cat from another player. Um, like that's that's kind of it for the game. That's why I like to like take this game and bring it out because overall it's like fairly uncomplicated. You're just playing cards and moving cats. <laughs> Solid. But yeah, that's here kitty kitty. Kitty. And you can be the the crazy cat lady of your dreams. <laughs> but not to be confused with the cat lady board game. <laughs> Very true. Just a soft mention there. Another cat <laughs> game that we're not going to talk about. I don't. I don't have it. I've played it. It's very cute. Yeah, I've I've seen it and I've looked at it a couple times, but I've not played it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a, a quick rundown from what I remember of it is that you're kind of like playing dress up with the cats and like getting toys for the cats and you're like doing like you are like a crazy cat lady where you're going nuts over your cats so it's it's the it's the the sequel to here kitty kitty basically <laughs> it's once you get them inside the house yeah <laughs> all right uh so my next game is called Cat Tower. Cat Tower. This one is two to six players. It's about 15 to 20 minutes. It is designed by Aza Chen. She's also the artist. Or they. He. I don't know. <laughs> um, publishers are IDW Games, uh, Pandasaurus Games, and uh, Renegade Games. Um, so the one I have is IDW and Pandasaurus together, but I'm pretty sure I have seen Renegade, a Renegade version of this, so I think they published it on their own, oh. or maybe they, like, got it from Pandasaurus and IDW, because I feel like the one I have is pretty old, and the one I've probably seen most recent is Renegade, so one of those, you'll, you'll be able to find it, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, so basically in Cat Tower, you are making a tower of cats. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. That's it. That's the game. <laughs> yep. There you go. Uh, so you have a, uh, a deck of, um, 42 cat cards and then there's 12 catty fatty cards. Um, so catty fatty cards are just like regular cards um, but the the other cards are foldable, um, so you you kind of it's in, in three sections. So you kind of bend it like where the head would go down and where like the back feet would go down to make like a little like in shape kind of thing, or like a flat in shape mm -hmm. because you have to stack them. Mm -hmm. um, so you give seven cards to each player. And then you want to make sure that you, like, really crease those edges because it could make or break the game for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so on your turn, here there's a, a die that you roll. So um, you could get uh, a little cat face, which <laughs> just lets you stack one card. 
Uh, you could get two cats, which lets you stack two cards. Uh, you could roll a cat paw, which lets you pick another player to play one of your cards. Um, so basically what that is, is um, there's a penalty for whoever like knocks the tower down. So having the cat paw kind of makes it so they could potentially knock the tower down, but they're using your card. Um, there's a dried fish. So you can, if you roll the dried fish, you have to stack your cat um, upside down. So basically it'd be like back to back for the cats. Mm-hmm. And then there's a catty fatty card or side that lets you play a catty fatty card. Um, and then you also will get a token, which there are 12 tokens. And you put that token on top of the catty fatty card. And then um, they're all... Um, there's multiple cat tokens too, so uh, you'll flip a token, see what it does, and then you'll place that token on the catty fatty card. But basically the catty fatties are kind of like a stabilizer because they're just one big card compared to like the other ones. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of nice to get. Um, the different tokens you can get is um, a reverse order, a skip turn, um and all cats are equal. Uh, so you you take all the remaining cards that everybody has and then you redistribute them evenly. So if somebody's down to like the last couple cards, like that could be a good one if you're behind and still have a lot of cards in your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so you redistribute everything. Um, you could get a cat paw token, which is another uh, way to get somebody else to play your card. Um, you can get a Caddy Fatty token, which lets you pay a Caddy Fatty card and flip another token. Mm. And then there's the Cat Belly. Um, so the next player must stack an upside down cat. So the dice one, you have to stack the cat upside down. Uh, the token, somebody else has to stack the cat upside down. Um, if any of the cards fall, the active player... Uh, either has to take two cat cards back to their hand as a penalty, mm-hmm. or if the player knocks a cat token off the tower, then they have to take back three cards. And basically, uh, the game is over and the person wins whoever uh, gets rid of their hand first. Okay. I I want to see what Caddy Fatty looks like cuz just the name itself Caddy <laughs> Fatty and I was just like every time you said it I was giggling. <laughs> yeah. Oop. Okay. So slight slight change to the ending condition. So the game ends when somebody gets rid of their card, but then you count penalties. Um people get Cat get penalties for cat cards in their hand, and then uh, you you kind of like determine as a group like how many games you're going to play, and then mm-hmm. whoever has the least amount of penalties over the number of games wins. So basically, yeah, if you if you do end the game with no cards, you 
pretty much win if you only play like one game. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, the fatty cards, um, there's two different ones. One's kind of like a white pinky cat and just looks very sassy. <laughs> and then the other one's kind of like a yellow tabby cat and it's laying on its back and he just looks, he just looks like he had a good meal. Aww. And he's taking a nap. Aww, so cute. But the, the token or the, the die face is really cute. It's just like a, it's like a little cat, but it's got like rounded cheeks, it looks like, and it just looks very, very chubby, but very satisfied. Very chubby baby. But I think I've I've seen this game like on the shelf before. And I've mm-hmm. gone, oh, that looks cute. And then <laughs> didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. I mean, it's a kind of like a Jenga e game mm-hmm. with a little little couple extra steps in it. Um, but yeah, that's that's Cat Tower. This sounds great. Um, the game that I have to talk about, uh, I've talked about this before. I talked about it on uh, the episode that we had uh, our guest Jeremy on. And I accidentally made it a sushi theme for myself and did all sushi or food-related games <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> you were hungry that day. I was very hungry. Um, but it's called Tempura. Get it? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is three to seven players. It plays about 20 minutes long. It's not crazy long. Um, designed by Kuraki Mura, and the artist is Wee Yi Chong. And I mentioned the artist because the art of the cats is just like that's legit the reason I bought this game was just because of the art on the box. Because the cats are just ridiculously cute. Like, I pull out the cards just to look at how cute these cats are. <laughs> um, and it is uh, published by Aiello. It's one of their little white box games. Yeah, it is. Um, but, like, seriously, the art is just too big. It just makes me, like, squeal every time I look at it. <laughs> um, but the point of Tempura is to eat as much as possible and not get the indigestion. Um, So the game is pretty simple overall. Um, So everybody gets five cards dealt out. Um, One indigestion card gets shuffled into the deck. Um, And then from there, you're... Uh, playing cards kind of like Uno. So, um, one of the cards gets, uh, yeah, so one of the first player chooses a card to play from their hand, so they kind of get, like, a free card to get rid of. Um, and then the next player, after that, gets four actions, or they can, like, get a choice. Um, so you can play a card from your hand and it has to match the card that's there. So it's kind of like Uno where 
Um, there's not any like colors associated. It's only the numbers. So if there's a six, you have to lay a six. Um, and then if you can't play any cards, uh, you can eat a mouthful, which is where you get, you draw as many cards as the sum of the dish cards in play. So if there are two sixes, that's 12 cards you're drawing. It's a lot. So, yeah, you don't want to draw more cards um, because there's also a possibility you could get the indigestion card. And if you draw the indigestion card, the round is over. <laughs> um and then if you draw an indigestion card, you take one of the little indigestion tokens to show that you drew that card. Um, the round will start over, so everybody gets like a... Um, everybody keeps their hands. Um, the discard pile gets shuffled back into the deck. And then the player who drew the indigestion token, the card, could choose to add another indigestion card into the deck. So you could keep making the game harder as, like, more people are drawing the indigestion cards. (laughs) So uh, that's why the game's only, like, 20 minutes long. Because it does go a lot quicker than what you think it would. Especially if there's, like, a lot more indigestion cards that get added into the game. Um, But if you have the option, you can play an action card. Which there's only three action cards. Um, one is you just add a dish to the total number of dishes to be eaten. Um, there's a reverse the direction of play. So there's like a little like direction of play token. And if you play the reverse, the play, you can flip that and then play gets reversed. Um, and then the last action card is that you can just choose the next player and it just keeps going in that direction. So you could basically like skip your turn get it like as far away from you as possible um and then uh the last action you could do is skip a dish which is where you play two of the same cards and then that discards the stack and you change the dish in play so um it's basically one of the two that you play is the start of the new deck um And then when an indigestion card is drawn, it's the start of a new round. And then the um, direction of play gets reversed every round as well. So the play is never going in the same direction from round to round. It does get swapped around even if nobody plays like a reverse direction card. And then the play, the game is over when one player gets three uh, indigestion tokens. So how do you win? Um, or is there only losing? It's only it's only losing, <laughs> and then oh, I guess I guess you you win. It's whoever has the fewest tokens at the end. Makes sense. So yeah, and then you've only lost the least. Yeah, exactly. And then if there is a tie, it's whoever has the most cards wins because they, you know, had the best luck and just have the most cards without having. To get indigestion, basically. <laughs> right. But I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's it's a relatively simple game. It's kind of like Uno, but with like, like seriously adorable cats. <sighs> and it's all like 
sushi based, you know, tempura. So like, I love the little, like, there's like a little hairless cat that has like a half body tattoo that's sitting on top of a puffer fish, just like chilling there. <laughs> it's so poisonous. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like these cats are just Oh, so cute. And like even the indigestion cards are really cute. It's um kind of like the 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 main character cat is like on his back with like a very full belly with like a green little ghost coming out of him. It's He's like too much. Yeah, too much. It's so cute. And all the cats are like all have these like giant big eyes and like Oh, seriously, like, the reason I bought the game was because of the art. Ridiculously adorable. And it's, overall, an easy game. So, yeah, nice game to have. And it's adorable. Tempura. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm a sucker for ILO's, like, little white box games. Just I have, like, almost all of them. <laughs> yeah, so, like, the art style that went into it. And I think I've seen a lot of their other white box games. And they, like, they all seem to have, like, really distinct art. Yeah. Yeah. So good. All the time. <laughs> all right. Uh, my last game is Calico. Calico! I've never played it, and it looks adorable. Uh, it's so fun. It's uh, one to four players, so you can play it solo. Uh, it runs 30 to 45 minutes, so it is the longest game on my list today. Wow. Um, which still isn't a super long game. No. Um, it's designed by Kevin Russ, and it is published by Flat Out Games and AEG. So, basically, in Calico, you are making quilts but you're cat collecting <laughs> at the same time. Uh, so uh, each person gets their own board and they are like color coded. So there's a blue, yellow, purple, and green. Uh, there are six different colored tiles. So you have pink, yellow, green, light blue, dark blue, and purple. And then each color has six different patterns and there's three different three different copies of each pattern. So uh, there's six sets of 18 tiles. Um, you also have design goals. So uh, that's basically what you're doing to uh, how, you, how you want to place your tiles because it is a tile placement game. Um, the, the tiles are all hexagon shaped. So each pattern will have six tiles touching it to try to match the pattern. Mm -hmm. um, so there are six different patterns that you can get. So there's um, not equal. Uh, there's the AABBCC, AABBCD, AABBC, AABBB, and AABBB. So basically what all that means, if you're not already confused. <laughs> so let's just say, for example, you have the AABBCD pattern and you're trying to lay tiles around it. 
basically you will get points and you can do color or pattern. So like you would need three different colors or three different patterns with two of each. So A, A, B, B, C, C. Um, alternatively, for more points, you can do color and pattern. So, uh, so for that one, uh, you would get seven points for doing color or pattern, or eleven points for doing color and pattern. Um, so, uh, uh, the way you set up the game is you give everybody a board, um, you give them their set of design goals. Um, they do have a recommended like beginner, like if you've never played it before, use these tiles, but usually you would just shuffle up those six tiles and draw three and put them on your board wherever it indicates on the board. And then that's your three goals for the game. Um, where the cats come into play is like there's, there's uh, five double-sided cats, so ten cats all together. Um, and there's scoring tiles, so it has like a cat on it, how many points it's worth, and then the pattern that they're attracted to. And then there are six black and white tiles that you deal two. So you'll you'll draw three cat tiles, and then you take those six tiles and you shuffle them up and give two to each cat. So those are the patterns that they're attracted to. They're, they're not attracted to any specific color. They're just attracted to patterns. Um, so for example, there is one called um, uh, Tecolate, I don't know uh, how you pronounce it, but he is attracted to um, tiles that are in, a, like four tiles that are in a straight line. And so, like, if he had, like, a polka dot pattern and a stripe pattern, if you lined up four polka dots or four stripes in a line, then you would get a uh, little token of that cat, and you would put it, put it on that pattern type, and then he's worth seven points at the end of the game. Um, there's also buttons that you can get. So you earn buttons by having three of the same colors touching. So really, you are getting bonus points for patterns and colors. You're just getting them from different sources. So you'll either get buttons or cats. Oh, well. And then basically um, on your turn, you'll have uh, two starting tiles that are randomized. And then um, you'll have three in the middle that are face up. And then everything, either you have it in a, like, face-down pile, or it does come with a bag, so you can just throw everything in the bag, which I think is easier than trying to stack, like, tiles face-down mm -hmm. into, like, a draw pile. Yeah. So, like, I just, I like the bag. I'm glad they included that. Um, it, but it's nice having the option, I guess, depending on how you prefer to play. Um, so on your turn, you will play one of the two tiles that is in your hand. And there are some spaces that, like, there are obviously the spaces that are connecting to the pattern goals, but there are some empty spaces. So if you have one that you just really don't want to play, you can kind of put it in one of, like, the empty spots. Mm -hmm. So they do give you a little bit of, like, moving room. Um, it's not super, super strict. Mm -hmm. um, but then you'll draw one of the face-up tiles in the middle of the table, and then it'll go to the next person. 
So the play itself is really simple. It's like play a tile, draw a tile. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it, it gets harder, like, the farther into the game you get because it's coming down to, oh, I need, like, this specific color mm-hmm. or I need this specific pattern. Or if you're trying to do the 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 both and, then, you know, you know that, like, I really need a purple polka dot piece, like, so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's nice knowing that there are, so there's three purple polka dots. So if two have already been played, that means there's still hope for you. But if all of them have been played, then you're just like, well. <laughs> just out of luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is some overlap with the patterns. So uh, like one tile will be touching two different patterns. So you kind of want to be careful what you place there unless you know for sure like you want that pattern to be on both of them. Um, so there is a bit of a strategy to it. You don't want to just place your tiles like willy-nilly. Uh, you want to think it through. Um, I I would say it's it's usually pretty easy to get the color or the pattern for all of your patterns, but it's really hard and complicated to get the both and for all of them. Um, I don't think I've seen it done yet, um, but it is a lot of fun. Um, everybody gets the same amount of turns. Uh, the game ends when everybody's board has been completely filled up. And then you count your points for your pattern goals. You count your points for the cats that you've collected onto your board. And then you get points for all the buttons that you've collected. And then whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins. That's, that's kind of nice that you get to fill up your board like <laughs> yeah it's not it's it's a very like it's a little stressful when you're trying to get like a specific piece but other than that it's a pretty chill relaxed game um it's not really it's i, I can't say it's not cutthroat because sometimes like people really need the same tile as you yeah and they get it before you do because there's not really much that you can do about it um but as far as, like, you need to rush because of, the, like, a certain ending condition, it's nothing like that. Like, you can kind of just take your time with it um, because every- it just ends when everybody's board is filled. And there's no way of not filling the board. So it just, that's when it ends. It's just um, getting the patterns down. Because, like, I've, I've definitely mas- messed up patterns. Like, I really thought I was going to like do one thing and then like realized I screwed myself over yeah <laughs> by playing, placing a tile somewhere where I didn't mean to but now it's stuck there and I'm like well yeah well, gosh darn it now I know better for next time <laughs> yeah but it's always fun keeping a lookout for um those buttons and the the cats um like because it's always fun, too, because each one of them has, like, a name. So you can be like, ooh, I get a Kelly button. Or, ooh, I get a Rumi button. Like, Aww. or, yeah, token. So you're just like, yeah. Um, but there's so many different cats that you can get. And then, like I said, they're double-sided. Um, and there's different types. So, like, uh, some cats just want three of three of their like patterns clustered together. 
some of them, like there's four, five, six, seven. Um, and then there's the ones that like, they want a group of three touching. They want three in a straight line, four in a straight line, a cluster of five or a straight line of five. Like it's, there's a nice variety of them. And then the like pattern tokens that they get is randomized each game. So even if you play with the same cats uh, over different games, they might not get the same pattern pattern combo. Um, so it's always fun trying to uh, get your patterns done, get as many cats as you can, try to get as many buttons as you can, and just trying to score all those points. Mm-hmm. So it's just a super fun, super cute game. Um, I have a lot of fun with this. Uh, I haven't tried solo, but it looks interesting, and they even include like achievements in the rule book for you to try to do, which I think is pretty cool. It, like helps you like want to do better. And then um, I haven't really been. Every time I play this game, it's with new players, so I've always done like the beginning setup. So I'm looking forward to playing this one where the pieces are randomized instead of having the three set beginner tiles. Um, And then it's also super nice because in the very back of the rule book, there's the meet the cats. And so all 10 cats that are in the game as like tokens that you can get are in the back of the book with little bios. So they're actually real cats. That's so sweet. So, actually, there are 12 cats listed in the back. So you get a couple extras. Yeah, it's a a super cute, uh, super colorful. Like, the, the color tiles that they have in here are super bright and, like, just very lively but i i think the whole game is pretty solid um i think it plays pretty smooth it's enough of a challenge especially if you challenge yourself to try to get like the both the color and the patterns um so even though you're all kind of playing the same game you could change the difficulty just by like challenging yourself in that way um but it's it's super super cute super chill uh, it's definitely got like a patchworky feel to it for me, um, and I absolutely love patchwork. So yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, like even when I was like buying this game, which I already knew that I wanted to get it, and that it seemed like up my alley. Uh, the person when I went up to like buy it, they're like, "Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about this game. I've heard it's a lot like patchwork," and I'm kind of like. Yep, that's why I want to buy it. <laughs> that's, that's that's Calico, and it's just got a cute little, which, missed opportunity in my opinion. They put, not that it's not cute, but they do have like a tabby cat on the cover. And she's like, but why didn't you go with the Calico, Calico cat? I know, I, I, I saw that too. Like the game is called Calico and they have like an orange tabby cat on the on the cover. And it's like... I mean, it's cute, but why didn't you go for Calico? <laughs> right, but I'm I'm not complaining. It's it's such a cute, cute, simple, chill game. 
calico. Love it. Um, the last game that I'm going to like actually fully talk about <laughs> is called Scare It. And there's a cat in the game, so that's why it's a part of this. <laughs> uh, Scare It is um, one to eight players, about 20 minutes, um, designed by Adrian uh, Denu, I think is how it's pronounced. And then it is published by Strawberry Studio. Oh. So a little different today. It is different. Yeah. The, the gameplay to scare it is very, very easy. So there are, um, there's like a deck of animal cards. Um, each animal has four colors. And there are... Um, how many? I think four of each animal. Am I counting that right? There's eight of each animal. So there's like double of all the colors. There we go. Words. Um, nice. And then there are four color objective cards. And then there are four um, animal objective cards. Um. So to to set up the game is that you shuffle all the animal cards together and then you make a a grid of four rows and eight columns um, and you lay them all face up. And then um, when playing, I have never played this game with a solo mode or with five to eight. Those those rules are a little bit different, but for like a regular two, three or four player game. Um, every player will get two objective cards, one with the animal and then one with the color. And, um, those are the cards that you want to stay out. So you want, like, if you have the yellow card and you have the elephant card, you want the most yellows left and you want the most elephants left. You don't necessarily just want yellow elephants, but you want, like, all the colors of the elephants left and you want all the yellows left. That'll get you the most points. That's how you calculate your points at the end of the game. And then uh, the way the game works is that everybody takes a turn scaring animals. (laughs) (laughs) And there's like, there's like a circle. So we have an elephant, a dog, a cat, and a mouse. And, for reasons that baffle me, the elephant scares the dog. That's the only one I don't understand. <laughs> okay. Um, the dog scares the cat, the cat scares the mouse, and the mouse scares the elephant. Maybe maybe it just scares the dog because it's just so big. I, that's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> I mean, some dogs are, like, straight fearless. Yeah. <laughs> um... And then on a player's turn, they scare an animal that is orthogonally adjacent to the animal. So not diagonally, just like top, bottom, left, right. Um, So in the grid, if a cat scares a mouse to the left of it, um, the mouse is then removed from the grid. And then here's the kind of fun thing about the game, and this is kind of, it, it kind of helps you determine how long the game will go, 
by how this happens is um, the player that scared the mouse away, the cat can stay where it's at or move where the mouse was. And that kind of changes the board of the game because um, the cards fall down then. Um, so there was a row of cards above that cat. So wherever the cat doesn't move, where the mouse was or where the cat was, that card above it then falls down to fill in that empty space. Okay. Um, and then otherwise, everybody takes turns scaring animals and slowly there are going to be less and less cards to scare. Um... And then the game ends when either one column is empty. So you could end a game like relatively quick by just like everybody focuses on one column and just totally gets it out of there. But mm -hmm. then everybody winds up with like 20 points. So <laughs> right. um, and then the other way it ends is if a player can't make a move, meaning that like no animal can be scared. Um, off the board so it's like a dog is surrounded by other dogs and it can't scare them or like a dog is surrounded by mice because the mice can't be scared by the dog and the mice can't scare the dog um and then after that uh you just get a point for every animal that matches your animal and a point for every color that matches your color and that. Okay. That's it. That That's the game. <laughs> Easy peasy. Easy peasy. There is a difference with playing um, with more than four players. It's it's generally um, the there are teams then, but instead of just like the team working together with a color and an animal, you decide your team and then each player on that team gets either the color or the animal, and they can't talk about what card they have, if that makes sense. Okay, so it's like secret goals, kind of. Yes, but you're working together. <laughs> okay. Um, and then solo mode is, there's like two different versions. Um. And you're, like, the one version is that you're just trying to scare off as many animals as possible and get the least amount of animals on the board left. So you're just kind of, like, going against yourself and trying to get as less points as possible. Okay. And then uh, the other mode for solo is um like a solitaire game where you're just trying to scare all but one off oh that could be fun yeah it's also really hard yes which i kind of like I, I i like games that do that where like because i mean that's one of the reasons i love like okie dokie because it's kind of like a solitary like game without straight up being solitaire Mm -hmm. um i will say i haven't played the solo mode of of this game and i've honestly only ever played it with like up to four people so <laughs> but yeah that's that's scare it and i did like the games i talked about i felt like were kind of like 
very family friendly games, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, mine, it's kind of hard to be family friendly when it's a two player only game, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other ones could be. But I, I, I feel like. Like when you have like a theme like this, like it tends to be more of like a family friendly kind of game. Um, and I think, like, Calico is a little bit more complex, but it's one of those where I feel like you could help your kids, like, learn, like, patterns and color Mm -hmm. combos Yeah. Uh, if you try to go with something that's not, like, if you go with the patterns that aren't too complicated for them to, like, understand... But if they can get the concept of like A A B B C C, then mm-hmm. they could they could play this game for sure. Yeah, because that that's what's kind of nice about um, board games, and why like a lot of the time I don't really say like the age range for a game because I think a lot of it is fairly like subjective. For the most part, like, mm-hmm. it's kind of up to, like, the the parents or, like, the guardians of a kid to determine, like, what level they can kind of play a game at. Yeah. Because sometimes, I mean, like, there, there's, there are games that I've played with my nephews and the game itself was marked, like, 17 plus. And I think it was because it had guns in the game and... Otherwise, the game was not very hard for them to understand. I played it with a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old, and they loved it because it was basically like cops and robbers sort of thing. Mm. And But what cracked me up is I didn't tell them the age on it. And then um, we went to go play Fuse afterwards, and one of them saw the box, and he's like, oh, I'll have to ask my mom if I can play this game because it's a 14-plus game. <laughs> like, y'all just played a 17-plus game. <laughs> it's, it's not it's not a hard line. <laughs> yeah, I guess with that one, I don't know, like, for, I, I feel like somebody under 14 could figure out how to, like, roll a die and match, like, shapes yes. and numbers. Yes. But maybe it's because it's a bomb theme. I don't know. Yeah, that's like, I'm not entirely sure. Or maybe it's just because it's like complex. Because there there was a game I wanted to talk about today. But I haven't played it. And I haven't learned how to play it. Because the rules are kind of wacky. But the game is called Schrodinger's Cats. <laughs> so it's... Like, you know Schrodinger's cat, right? Where it's like, you put a cat in a box. Is it alive or dead? You don't know until you open the box and check. <laughs> it's both and it's, neither at yes. the same time. Uh, so the game, like, revolves around that. And that's why I haven't, like, quite figured out how the game works. And there's no, like, how-to video that I can find. <laughs> but... um to be fair, I, everybody knows how to play and doesn't know how to play at the same time. <laughs> at the same time. But it's a game that's marked like 14 plus, but it might just be because it has like complex theory involved in it. Um, 
I can't tell you how the game's played to actually determine, like, how complex the game actually is and if you could teach it to, like, a 10-year-old or not. Um, when I'll figure it out someday because I've had this someday. game for, like, I think over six years. <laughs> Dang, girl, you better learn that game. Yeah, and I was, like, so excited about it because I think I got it, like, on sale or something and I loved, like, the concept of it. Um, and then we opened it up and looked at the rules and went, I understand nothing. So it was, like, one of our, f- like, first board game purchases. So yeah. um, I could probably understand it if I, like, sat down and actually tried to play it and went over the rules sort of thing. So yeah, we'll see. It might be in a, a future episode eventually. <laughs> yeah. Also, quick um, point out... Uh, Kitty Paw is another cat game that you should play. We talked about it in the puzzle games episode. I didn't mention it again because I feel like we just talked about it recently. Mm-hmm. But another good cat themed game. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> but uh, I love, I love, I love cat themed games. I love kitty cats because they're so like. Soft and squishy and sweet and just so cute and silly. Because now Loki's going to come and sit on top of all my cat games, aren't you, buddy? Mr. One-Track Mind. I'll probably get a a slight sass from Joey once I open up the door because... He can't decide if he wants to be in here or leave, so I usually just, like, leave him out. And occasionally, <laughs> I'll hear him out there scratching at the door like, let me in. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Normally, when I record, the cats are shut out because they tend to be climbing on things and just, in general, kind of being nuisances. But Loki was an absolute sweetheart, and he just chilled on the chair while we were recording today. So, Aww. he was very sweet. Perfect inspo for today's theme. Yeah, sleepy kitties. Which is all calico. Is They're all sleepy, <laughs> sleepy kitties. Sleepy kitties. Um, ooh. I think, I think this would be a good uh, end question for today. Do, do you like cats or do you like dogs? <gasps> Let the discourse begin. (laughs) Do you love this episode or totally hate it? (laughs) Because if you hate it, maybe you should suggest us to try and find dog games then. You know. We won't won't do it unless you ask. Yeah. You know, you gotta let us know on all of our socials. (laughs) Plug it. So, Discord, Instagram, Facebook... Link is in the description. Beautiful. But I think that will end us for today. I'm Ricky. And I'm Ashley. Bye! Bye. <laughs>